Hey, movie fans, and welcome back to another episode of the Uncharted Media Podcast. This is episode 11. I'm your host, Nate, with my co-host, Josh. Josh, how are you doing tonight? I'm uh, I'm uh, doing uh, just fine today, I'll tell you what. It's like the first day that I have gotten to do absolutely nothing in almost two weeks. So I'm and we still find stuff we have to do on those days that we don't have to do anything. But... Uh, on this episode of the Uncharted Media Podcast, we are joined by a special guest, a buddy of ours from college, the other Nathan. How you doing, Neslo? Oh, you know, just another lazy day of not doing anything except watching the Cage movies for Can't reasons. Tell if that's a good thing or a punishment. Yeah. That is a blessing. Get out of here. <laughs> it's it's a little bit of both. It's yeah, no Nick Cage. Oh, you sweet poor boy. All right. Well, before we try and cage the madness, let's talk movie news. Kicking us off with, we have a new Dumbo trailer. Do either of you care? Nope. No. Uh, I never watched Dumbo when I was little because I was afraid of the movie because I had heard things and I was like, I'm not interested in watching a sad movie about circus elephants. Yeah. For me personally, I... I don't care about this one either. Um, I didn't grow up with Dumbo that much. I, None of my parents like Dumbo. I don't like Dumbo. I think it's the yeah, whole, I don't, like... I don't like it either. There's a certain level of your protagonist has to go through crap, and I get that, but they just dump so much crap on Dumbo that it's just kind of hard to get behind him. It's just too depressing yeah. of a story. It was... I, just, I never gra- gravitated towards Dumbo. It's kind of. Yeah. It kind of felt like... Pinocchio, but like more extreme, and also it's an animal who can't talk, so you feel even more sympathetic for it. Yeah. Also, I wasn't a huge fan of Pinocchio growing up either. Um, the other big yeah, thing for me with what? Dumbo is it's a Tim Burton movie. I haven't cared about Tim Burton in a long time. That's fair. I I see. My biggest thing is the because they dump so much stuff on Dumbo in the movie. And because he doesn't talk, there's not really any reason to keep watching. It's just yeah, it's a boring movie. I mean, I, I Nathan, like I, Tim Burton has not really made anything that I have personally have enjoyed in a long time. So agreed. I, I think the last like, hmm? to, uh, like to jog, like watch just. Pinocchio is more interesting because Pinocchio can tell you how he's feeling, which is like he's just a little puppet. So you kind of feel bad already because he didn't want he didn't ask for his situation to begin with. But he can at least explain to the audience, oh, well, I feel bad or I'm going to like take some charge of my situation. Dumbo is a sad circus elephant whose mom just gets taken and he and he has nothing that he can do about it. Yeah. And it's it's a bad there's, time. There's nothing that he can do to change his situation, basically. And even so then, the movie doesn't necessarily end happily, if I remember correctly. It just no. ends. Yes, correct. Oh, does it? See, I don't even know how it ends. I just know that it's like a real horrifying and sad time. Yeah, I can't remember the ending yeah. either. It's just been so long. I th- I thought it like it more or less just ended, and his situation didn't really improve much. Yeah, he can fly. He, Maybe that stops the bullying, but I, I don't know. 
I, oh. I don't remember really. All I remember is being really bored and thinking the crows are really racist. <laughs> well, the crows won't be in it this were. time around. Oh, no, they are. It's it's the documented fact. Are, oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Uh, it, it's Dumbo meets Tim Burton. Two things that I don't really care for either way. This next story, though, is weird enough that I'm curious. Doesn't mean I'm going to watch, but again, as we've stated numerous times in this show, it has nothing to do with the show itself. It's the, I'm not the target demographic. And that is Supergirl, the CW show, has found its Lex Luthor in the form of two and a half men's John Cryer. I may be in the minority here, but I'm going to give it a shot. I'm going to, I saw this story on like our news document and I just gave it a big old whoopee because I don't, I don't watch any of the CW shows at all. Agreed. But yeah, that's fair. It, so I'm with you, Nate, uh, crap, um, with, um, I'm, I'm with Nathan. I'm going to call the other one, uh, Weslow because otherwise this is going to get you. really confusing and really funny. Yeah. Um, I'm with Nathan though. Uh, I, I'm open for it. I, th- I think John's a decent <laughs> enough actor, and at least thinking it from a comic book standpoint, um, he looks a little like a couple of the inter- uh, the iterations of. I think what's selling me right now is twofold. Um, John Cryer is known for comedy, Sh- sure, awesome comedians. If pushed well enough, or have a good enough director can do good dramatic work if they're capable. Uh, comedians often are a good source of dramatic acting. But the thing that actually kind of makes me go, I'll give it a shot, is the fact that John Cryer actually has previous Superman experience. Granted, it's probably experience that he wants all of us to forget about, but he has Superman experience nonetheless, as he played uh, one of Lex Luthor's relatives in Superman 4, Quest for Peace. He was... Yeah, I was going to bring this up because I looked into it because I was like, well, I don't recognize his name, but let me see if I like will know him from something. And he's Lenny Luther from Superman four, like you were saying. And I was like, oh, so he's just he's he's stepping up. He's moving up in the Luther world, I suppose. Yes. Yeah. Well, he's got to be better than Jesse Eisenberg. Uh, Look, I don't know that that whole I feel bad for Jesse because he like walked in and he was ready to like be Lex Luthor. And they were like, no, we're going to make you an insane person. And and there you go. I think he genuinely thought he was auditioning for Jim Carrey's Riddler because they're very, very similar in a lot of their mannerisms and That's, voice. Because to my, didn't he like show up to set, bald because Lex Luthor is bald and he was like I'm ready to like be this ominous like intelligent character and they were like no you're going to have hair and also you're going to deliver a jar of urine to a senator that happened in that movie right uh, yeah, no you didn't imagine that uh, okay, yeah cool. it did and he like tried to force feed another senator a jolly rancher no no oh. he didn't try to he successfully oh. forced Jolly Rancher. Oh man, I got, I didn't see that movie in theaters. I saw it Lucky. at home on on rental, 
and I watched the director's cut because I was like, if I'm going to watch this, I'm going to watch the most of it that I can and then never look at it again. And that was all years ago. So I don't I'm sad again. Everyone claimed the unrated, like the three hour cut was so much better. It's not. It's more infuriating, can, actually. Can, look, you can you can only polish a turd so much. Mm-hmm. Correct. You polish a turd, it's a turd. But I feel sad again. Well, don't feel sad because we have good news coming. Segway. Segway. <laughs> yeah. Josh, what's oh, that good no. news? Bring that good news back. All right. So, for those who have watched it, the Netflix Castlevania show uh, is fantastic. Um, it not is. Just it's in, very good. It, yeah, not just in like the story or the uh, you know the character development and whatnot, or the faithfulness to the the world. The art in general too is just incredible. Um, but the same guys that brought you that are bringing us a Devil May Cry TV show, which is, in my opinion, long overdue. <laughs> the games are so much fun. It just it deserves a TV show. Agreed. Um, have you? I I really do enjoy the uh, the Castlevania show. I'm almost done with season two. I think I have two or three episodes left. Uh, my only issue with it is like the writing is a little weird or uh, stilted sometimes, and that might be delivery from the voice actors. But it, the the animation and the way it looks and everything is incredible. But the the way that the characters interact is not always fluid or natural, which is a little well, distracting. That, that could very much be the characters themselves. Yeah, that's because because it is that that world of Castlevania, and they're trying trying to do like a Transylvania kind of accent. Yeah, Eastern Eastern European, and that can yeah, it can come off kind of clunky sometimes. Yeah, especially did they make up uh, Wallachia for the Castlevania show, or is Wallachia like a real thing? I honestly, I think it's it's from the games, if I remember. Okay. Right. I've only, I, I I've only played. Uh, I think it's like Castlevania Four for the, for Super, the, Nintendo. On the Super Nintendo when we bought yeah. one. <laughs> yes, that one was fun because yeah, Johnson is a thing. Um, so yeah, man. I I mean, I'm down. I uh, my first Devil May Cry experience was with the uh, the remake, DMC. Oh no. Uh, you say oh no but like if you go into that game with no prior Devil May Cry that's true yeah it is uh, it is one of the coolest games I've never played any of them but it's one of those things that you hear about it through other people who are like who are like big time fans of it and you're like oh so it's not as good as the other ones cool I mean, okay. Um, so, in my opinion, uh, after that, I went and played the other, a couple of the other ones. It's uh, really not that different. It's right. just updated, and it doesn't, you know, there's little changes that, you know, because fans are stupid. So it's yeah. Arkham yeah. Origins, essentially. Yes. <laughs> Don't bring well, up. But that. Arkham, or- Arkham Origins creates an issue of like 
a timeline issue because he yes. has the like accelerated grappling hook, which he didn't get until Arkham City. Really? That's your and timeline issue? Look, I have <laughs> look, I'm sure there are others. I only played that game. My computer is the saddest thing and I need to get a new one. But I I got Arkham Origins to run long enough that I got to that point and that I didn't see anything else because my computer was running so hot that the game crashed. No, so I was see, like, I'm going to just let it That game has far bigger timeline issues. Of It is five years between Origins and Asylum and six months yep. between Asylum and City. And in that no. time, Batman had three Robins. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Hold on. So in Origins, there's no Robin. There's no Robin in Origins. Okay, and then Asylum still no Robin, right? No, there is. Yeah, there's okay. one in the. In... You just don't see him or asylum? play with him. Okay. <laughs> All right. Now I'm now I'm sad again. But hey, uh, Robin, segues us into our next topic perfectly. It really does, man. We are killing these segues. So speaking of Robin, we just don't know which or how many Robins, but. Uh, Young Justice Season 3 finally, finally is returning January 4th, Ooh. 2019 to the DC streaming service to which everyone just goes, does that mean I actually have to get the DC streaming service or do I have to pirate it from somebody else? Yeah, right. because uh, that was my... At first I was like, oh yes, I'm so excited. And then it said on the DC streaming service and... Now I'm sad because now I'm going to have to get the DC streaming service. Or you can mm-hmm. use my code like you do with the WWE Network. I don't do that. What are you talking about? I pay always for use Or use my Netflix account like you do with that. I am not a freeloader. I have all my own things. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Look, but Josh, yes. I don't... So. If, I ever, if I ever minded, I would have let you know, so don't worry about it. So Young Justice uh, is finally returning. Uh, um... We have a teaser trailer that gives us diddly squat in terms of actual information. It doesn't tell us how much time has passed between two and three. Um, there's been other little clips here and there, like Nightwing on some mission. Um, and I know a little bit of this overall story. It has to do with um, meta-powered individuals that are being collected and more or less brought up as slaves um, for a specific, like group or organization and i think that's gonna be the overall storyline is what i've heard but also um we still have the big bad that was teased at the end of season two i'm sure looming in the background somehow um so it cannot be understated how excited i and i'm sure josh is for season three of young justice because in college young justice the first two seasons is 46 episodes we watched all 46 episodes in a span of two days. Yes, we did. It was That's impressive. It was, and it was because it was on Netflix. And I remember, yeah. I re- this is this is the only reason why I'm kind of sad that I'm going to start using the DC streaming service is because the whole thing about them putting it on Netflix was, hey guys, go watch this show so that we can make another season through Netflix. Yeah, and then that never happened. That was years ago. Yeah, and then they took it off of Netflix almost three weeks later. No, it's like a couple months later. Which is why 
a smart certain smart individual got season one and season two on Blu-ray. Yeah, and it's actually really it's kind of frustrating because it's been kind of hard to find it to find it to watch it anywhere. So I'm gonna have to buy it on DVD or something, or just get the DC streaming service and all episodes of that. Uh, Teen Titans, Batman animated series, Justice League, any Static Shock, everything's on there. Look, okay, listen here. I don't it's need you coming up in here with all of your <laughs> logic and your stuff that makes sense, right? Do you want? <laughs> I sound like such a pit spokesman right now, but actually, I am a big proponent of the DC Universe app. Um, you get thousands of comics right now, and it's still early on. All the DC TV shows, any of the DC movies, animated or live action, it's it's all there, man. And I will well, fight I this might, to my grave. Thus far, <laughs> Titans is actually. I might have to defending. look into it. Lord. I haven't thought about Static Shock in fifteen years. Is that well, somebody right? Somebody watched season two of Static Shock a show. When did that come, when did that show start? Two thousand three, two thousand four, maybe. Wait, Wolfo, have you not seen Young Justice? No, I watched a few. I think I watched a couple of the episodes when you guys were doing your whole thing, and then I was like, I got to go and I have I'm busy. I got to go and do something. So no, I haven't. That's why I was quiet the whole time. <laughs> okay, no. So that's the, because so your comment. Uh, actually, you know what? No, I'm not going to say anything. I was going to say something, but now I'm not. And those who have have shut. Have seen the show might catch why I'm not saying anything. Yep, but I I got you, um, fam. Cool. See, that's all I need is one person supporting me. Um, but no, Does Static yeah. Shock make an appearance in the show. I'm not telling you. Anyway, you need to go watch the show. <laughs> that's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> Let's just say a lot of people show up on Young Justice over time. Okay. Yeah. And they always come out of nowhere. Like you will not. They slide it underneath the doormat really, really well. Okay. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so season uh, three is finally here after years of waiting. I think season um, two may have been 2013. So it has been yeah. long, long overdue. Uh, but yeah, we're finally getting it. And I'm super pumped for it. And yeah, good to see everybody back. I'll be curious to see if they do another time jump like they did for the last break between seasons, but yeah, we'll uh, just have to find out. I I would assume that they would they would have to. Um, I'll have to sign up. Uh, I mean, get your information. Oh, I'm, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, 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 this is awkward. Uh. <laughs> well, something you're not going to need my pass for word for is to see. Godzilla 2, which just has rap production. Godzilla, King of Monsters, which I'm not even a big fan of Godzilla. That was more one of my other roommates in college. I'm really hyped for this movie because Ghidorah. I mean, oh, that's right. I'm, with you. <laughs> I'm really with you, but I really enjoyed the, the, the first one. And yeah, I did Kong too. Skull, yeah, and Kong and Skull Island awesome so i'm i'm just like here for the ride of this new new age of monster movies i think i would have liked Hopefully. godzilla a little bit more if it was brian cranston we focused on for a human protagonist and not quicksilver yeah <laughs> it was, yeah, so it was also 
It was weird that they put Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch together in another movie, though. It, this came out before that, to be fair. I know, but they're married in one movie, and then they're brother and sister in that movie literally the next year. It's not like yeah, it, it lasted very long in the MCU. It was great. Yeah. It was also weird that for a Godzilla movie, uh, there was not a whole lot of Godzilla in it. Yeah, that was my biggest issue we focused with Godzilla. A, we focused a lot more on the, like... I'm going to go ahead and say cockroach, alien, earth monster things. Okay. So <laughs> here's my argument, all right? and Because I, I, I think they gave us the perfect amount of Godzilla. So okay. the 90s one, we got too much Godzilla. That's true. You so, are correct. Yeah. No, I'm sorry. Much. So he, in this one... You're always, I always felt like, no, I want to see more Godzilla. And that, to me, that's a good thing. That means they're not showing me so much of him that he's, that he's not in every shot. And then by the that's time true. that he has his, his fire breath, oh crap, I mean, uh, spoiler alert. Um, by the Look, time the movie came out four point, years ago. I think you're okay. I mean, yeah. But by the time they get to that point, I myself was like, wait. Why is he struggling against these things so much? Doesn't he have fire breath? Oh, look, the tail lights up. Boom. So, I, to me, oh, I think they give the it tail lighting up. The tail lighting up and that sound as it's climbing his uh, uh, back spines, that was incredible. Oh, and then, like, crazy. seeing that in theaters and, like, it gets so bright for that flash. Oh, oh it was beautiful. It was really good. But, yeah, I'm. I, I'm with both of you. I think I'm pretty excited for this the, for the second one. But more big monsters, more more big sounds. You know, now we just need a Godzilla Pacific Rim crossover. I'd suggest that, that in the very last episode. Don't you be taking credit for that. I'm not. Also, I'm not. I'm just, so, I was going to say that it was your idea. So, isn't I think that what they're trying to build towards, and I could be wrong, but they want to build towards a Godzilla versus King Kong yes, movie. Yes, that's filming now. How? So they've given us the scale for Godzilla, and he's, he's not like done the size Kong of is actual not size. Huh? He's Kong is not done growing. Yeah, that's so not I, I, Sure, but Godzilla is literally the size of buildings in downtown San Francisco or L.A. or whatever town okay. it's in. So to, King to, Kong is while I, still a child and is still going to be growing. Sure. Would have he, to grow so much larger than he currently is. So I think uh, the point of reference for their size is different because Kong of the mountains that is on Skull Island is about half the size of those mountains. Right. So okay. dep depending on how big those mountains are in comparison to the buildings in L.A., I think, or whatever it was, is that that's going to be the size difference. I don't I think they're about the same size, honestly. For me mm -hmm. personally, and this could just be me. I'm actually more excited for Godzilla 2 or Godzilla King of Monsters than I am Godzilla versus King Kong. I don't know what it is about that matchup that doesn't intrigue me nearly as much as Mothra, Rodan, and Ghidorah. I think um, it's because Godzilla, like, I'm going to villain monsters, I guess, they're a more global scale threat. 
and King Kong and Godzilla is just going to be like, they're going to have a punch fight for 20 minutes and then <laughs> either be friends or one of them is going to die. Yeah. Well, so I'm going to go back to my argument about the first movie. To me, the reason I liked Godzilla so much was that you didn't get him all the time in every single frame. So the reason I, and I'm with you, Nathan, is I think that I'm more excited for this one is because we've seen King Kong. He's been kind of outside of the Skull Island. He's been kind of done to death. So that doesn't necessarily interest me as much as these monsters that really, unless you're a huge Godzilla nerd like Alex is, um, you don't know about these monsters or you don't see them all that often. But yeah. And then that early 2000s cartoon was like not very good. No. And didn't show very much of them anyway, I don't think. No. As far as I'm aware, no. <laughs> well, we'll have to see when both of them come out. Um, I'll also be curious if they have any plans post-Godzilla versus King Kong to see if they have anything. <coughs> Mecha Godzilla. Um, <laughs> but... Or, oh, wait, that's your Pacific. Yeah, I think yep. you mentioned that. That's your Pacific Rim uh, crossover. Yep. Last that's... week. That's my back door in is the Jaegers and Pacific Rim is how we get Mecha Godzilla's, but that's yeah. <laughs> I don't see that happening. Who's ready to talk Cage? No. Look, I watched too many Nick Cage movies for this to not talk about him, so let's do this. All right. Before we get into it, this episode is sponsored by WWE Survivor Series because they're not listening to this episode anyway. So yeah. I mean, I've, Don't I've watch grown men pretend to hit each other. Boy, what a Excuse show me. it was, because this will not come out Sunday night. Boy, what a show Survivor Series was, for better, for worse. <laughs> Things happened, lives were changed, and matches were won. Yep, man, that yep. one guy that did that one thing was so good. I was really impressed. That one botch from that one person. So I guess, oh, I mean, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Speaking of botch, looking at the career of Nicolas Cage, um, get out of here with your segues! Oh my goodness, it was that was buttery smooth. Ugh. Speaking of buttery smooth, the career of Nicolas Cage has <laughs> been a bit turbulent, to say the least. Oh um, man. What okay, before we get into the negatives, what do we think what would we classify as the good Nicolas Cage movies or like the good performances that he's actually trying in? I first nominate my favorite of the Nicolas Cage movies, National Treasure. Okay. Uh I'm going I would I really enjoyed his performance in Gone in 60 Seconds, which I think is a often forgotten Nicolas Cage movie. Completely agree. Doesn't get brought up a lot nowadays. No. And I love that. That's my, it's my favorite Nick Cage movie. It's incredible. Incredible cast. It's a good old heist movie. Like serious. Like not like an ironic, like, like some movies. No, I I genuinely love that movie. Josh, what about you? Do you have any movies of his that you like actually like, or is it, are they all ironically liking? So here's the thing, though, if you ask me these questions, (laughs) because I have always genuinely enjoyed Nicolas Cage and everything he's in, 
because I yeah. think he's so funny. Like, no, you but, know what? Um, I disagree. There's one. I just watched a movie yesterday with Nick Cage that I just hated everything about, but we'll get into that later. Yes. Um, personal favorites. Uh, the first Ghost Rider. Um, yes. Drive, Drive Angry. Drive Angry. Uh, yeah. So good. Ten I, wa- I watched that yesterday. That was that was a ride. It's eh. a good ride. <laughs> good puns. Good puns. Um, <laughs> uh, and as weird as it is, and as much as I dislike John Travolta, Snake Eyes is not bad. I thought you were going to say Face Eyes. Off. Um, uh, face Off. off. I literally just finished watching that an hour ago. It's It's great. It's a good time. It's so John Woo, it's not even funny. <laughs> the dove, the dove showed up at the end, and, and it hurt me. It hurt me deep, guys. <laughs> Face Off is just one of those ones that, like, it's aware of how campy it is, but it's just like, you know what? We're going to have fun with it. We're going to make it work. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, and as, again, as much as I don't like John Travolta in general, he's not bad in that movie. He's allowed to overact. Yeah, he's allowed to overact because he has to be Nick Cage. And Nick Cage is, I feel, probably famous for being one of the greatest overactors ever. Ever. Yeah? Generally. Yeah. So let's talk a little history about Nicolas Cage because I, outside of always enjoying his his unique brand of, uh, let's call it comedy, um, <laughs> Accidental uh, or otherwise. Exactly. Uh, he's generally one of the coolest people. Like, and he's been through a lot as well. Like, um, I think I know Nathan knows, but uh, I don't know if Wesley does. Uh, he uh, like went bankrupt a long a while back. And yeah, didn't his his, his accountant stole all of his money, or his dad did, or yeah. something? Yeah, something happened, and he lost everything and had to sell his entire comic book collection, including a uh, mint condition Superman number one. Yeah. So, like, so much respect to the dude, because I couldn't imagine saying goodbye to those kinds of things. Which Which is why for, what, five to ten years, he just said yes to everything and was in many, many bad movies. Still does, but I feel like yeah. he doesn't show up as frequently anymore. He still shows up. No, a yeah, lot of he movies. definitely, he definitely like made his money back, and he's comfortable again. And now he's slowed it down, and I feel like he might be a little more choosy on what he does at this point. Also, it well, seems like in like... recent years, at least in the past year or two, the movies that he has been in. Yes, you got your schlock, but also you got stuff that's been kind of sleeper hits. Yes, they've been straight to DVD, a lot of them, but a lot of them have been generating positive buzz. I heard really good things about Mandy starring him recently. Yes. Yes. Um, what was that one that he was like a, a, a like a lumberjack or something? Um, oh, Joe. Mudd. Joe. Joe. Joe yeah. is really good. Mudd is the Joe, like, McConaughey one. Yes. Yeah. No, Joe is actually kind of uncomfortable kind of like uh, um one photo with robin williams it makes me kind of uncomfortable how different nicholas cage is in that movie josh what was the one that you recommended to me about a year or two ago with um him and elijah wood oh um oh i'm interested in this uh, what is it 
Oh, what is it called? They're like professional have to go thieves look it up or again. something. No, no, no. They're, they're not professional like burglars or anything. They're like cops. And they just they find out where this um, gang is hold, storing all their money. And so they're like, hey, so do we just, you know, live out our, our, our you know, our police salaries or do we go and break into this, you know, gang safe and become literal billionaires? And that, like, there's tons of stuff that happens in that. And, like, Elijah Wood plays Elijah Wood, you know, this awkward character that doesn't want to do anything and is really nervous all the time. Oh, you and mean Elijah Wood? Yes, but, like, a different way. Um, like oh. more his character from uh, Wilson. Is it Wilson or it's whatever show has the talking dog? Uh, 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 yeah, I know which one you're talking about. I don't, um, yeah, I, I don't remember the name of that show, but I know what you're talking about. Like, yeah, that's the that's the kind of character that he, that he plays, except more sleazy. But it's a it's a really good time, and Nick Cage is fantastic in it. Yeah, on the on the poster. He looks. He's wearing overalls, and he looks like, and he's got a mustache, and he looks like um, Luigi. It's really <laughs> so I think something people that like to make fun of Nicolas Cage often forget, but us diehard Cage fans will never forget. Always remember, is Nicolas Cage is an Academy Award winning actor, so he can deliver good performances when he chooses to and when he's motivated. I actually didn't know that. Oh, what yeah. did he win for? Um, I always get them mixed up because state movies. Um, it's either Raising Arizona or Leaving Las Vegas. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Also, we can't, we, we can never let, uh, <coughs> excuse me, but my throat decided to die. Um, never forget uh, both of the national treasures because they're just, they are, in fact, national treasures. That, okay, I mean, like, so first, about national treasure. The first one is real good. The second one, it feels like he's kind of bored. Yeah, I think everyone was bored with the second one. But National Treasure, I'm going to tie everything together that we've talked about, from Robin to Nick Cage to Superman to everything. So here's how, here's how I'm going to do it. In Teen Titans Go to the Movies that came out earlier this year, which I still think is the sleeper hit of the summer, it was wonderful. Yes, I know what I'm saying. Um... Superman in that movie is voiced by Nicolas Cage, which is great for diehard fans who know that he was almost cast as Superman in Tim Burton's Superman Lives um, decades ago. But um, there's a scene in the movie where the Titans trick Superman and Robin gets all mad and he says something about, you can't trick Superman, he's a national treasure. Which I just, I applauded in the theater of how clever that was and how they brought everything together. I was like, well done, Teen Titans, go to the movies. That was well played. Oh. That's Can we talk a about that still? Of him as Superman? I was going to just, I don't, I actually didn't get to hear what Josh said. There was a weird thing. That happened, but I was just going to say, can we talk about that still image of Nick Cage as Superman for a second? The good one or the bad one? Yes. Yes. Because I think I only know the bad one where he's got the mullet and the loose fitting spandex suit. Oh, then I need to send you the good one. There's a great documentary. I can't remember if I showed 
you guys this one, but there's this great documentary yes. by a guy named John Schnepp who passed away earlier this year, unfortunately. He made this great documentary called The Death Superman Lives, documenting the Superman movie that was never made starring Nicolas Cage. And he right. shows that photo. And everyone involved with that movie hates that photo because it was like a paparazzi photo that was leaked, that was never supposed to be released, and everyone always freaks out and goes, that's not how... That looks so bad, this movie would have sucked. There was actually official costume fittings that shows Nicolas Cage in the Superman suit, and yes, he still got the mullet, but also 90 Superman had a mullet at the time, so it would have lined up with yeah. what was going on in the comics. And he be, actually looks a lot extreme, better. because it's the 90s. Yeah, he looks a lot yeah. better in this official photo. Unfortunately, this photo was taken a day before the movie itself was canceled. Um, oh, but yeah, there's this whole long history of this Superman movie starring Nicolas Cage that never happened, which is super fascinating. I I think he actually would have been good as Superman. Oh yeah. As a Yeah, as oh, much as I know that as much as I know he loves the character, it probably would have it would have at least been Nick Cage having fun on a role in a passable movie. The movie would have been real yeah. weird. He fights like a giant spider or something at the end with the brain of Brainiac or something like that. But um this is around the time when he was at his peak acting wise. So I th- I think he actually could have delivered and delivered well in the role. Um but yeah, I we'll never know what would have become of no. it. So I think the funniest thing to me about Nicolas Cage is that he's a fashion icon now. <laughs> is he? Dude, have you like for fun, I look up Nick pictures of Nicolas Cage to, to see what he okay. wears. It's hilarious. Some he of the has stuff a very that he unique does sense of cool style. Ball. He's very eccentric. Very like he, it's obvious he took care of his own money now. That he's that yeah. he's doing a lot better because he's yeah. just like you know what? If I want to wear a snakeskin jacket with like plaid pants i'm gonna wear it you know what I, like he's just he's, he's nicholas cage doesn't he own okay, a dino- so, doesn't he own some dinosaur bones or something yeah no he totally owns di- dinosaur bones so he is he's living like the eccentric billionaire lifestyle but without the eccentric billionaire money is yeah. that what's happening yeah that's incredible he's he, he's my favorite yeah, human now he, like, oh, he, there was a house, I guess, a hotel or something that he stayed at once that's, uh-huh. like, really haunted, and he really liked it, so he bought it. <laughs> he just, does, is he the hotel still open, or did he close it now? It's just, like, his own personal museum. It's just it's totally open. <laughs> <laughs> he just bought a hotel. He's the most incredible Daddy Warbucks ever. Just, I think you could he also... Like, track the career of Nicolas Cage or gauge how good of a movie it's going to be, gauge the cage off of his hairstyle. Yes. Yes. The yes. More, <laughs> the more ridiculous the hair, the more ridiculous the movie. Like, I love Con Air, but it's a Con little Air, over the yes. top. The hair. As oh, is that moment. so good. Or, Josh will remember this the hard way, his hair in the movie Outcast. Okay, I don't know that movie, so give me a give me a walkthrough. All I need to say are the two main characters in the movie are Nicolas Cage and Hayden Christensen. Oh, I Nate, we watched this movie for a five good things and 
Was it you? Were you the guest yes. host on that one and not Josh? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Josh fucked yeah. out. It was, no, no, it was it's fine. I watched it like without you because I was like, well, he can watch one with five with five kids with Wesley, and I'll just go watch it on my own. So you're a masochist? <laughs> Josh, so sad. we should have just let Josh be in the video, Nate. <laughs> he seems upset. I feel like it was Josh that couldn't make it that day or something. It might have been, but oh, Nate, I remember this movie now because I was going to ask what the name of that movie was, and then now you brought it up without me having to ask you, and I remember all of the things. So, which one of them was addicted to opium? Was that Nick Cage or was it Hayden? I'm assuming that's Nick Cage to try and help get him through the movie. Huh. The music in that movie was pretty good, at least. Cinematography was good, too. So, essentially, yeah, there's this movie. For those of you scratching your heads at home wondering what the heck we're talking about, there's a movie with Nicolas Cage, the most overacting actor of all time, and Hayden Christensen, the most underacting actor of all time, in a fantasy action No, movie? no, no, you don't get to give uh, Bella, oh, Bella's mm, Twilight actress, whose name I can't think of. Kristen Stewart. Yeah, you don't get to give her award to anybody else. I don't know. Hayden Christensen was around before her. Hayden Christensen was bad as Anakin Skywalker, but I stand by the fact that Jumper was a pretty good performance despite the movie being not very good. I refuse to acknowledge anything good that Hayden Christensen does. I feel that strongly about him. Samuel L. Jackson (laughs) is in that movie, and he gets to be a crazy, like, religious zealot guy who's mad at the fact that Hayden Christensen can teleport. <laughs> I don't know how this turned into me defending Hayden Christensen all of a sudden. <laughs> I'm kind of mad about it. Oh, man. I just I just popped that Nathan literally hates Hayden, Hayden Christensen so much. He refuses to acknowledge anything that he's done. No, really though, Jumper's the movie itself is like really stu- it's a pretty good popcorn movie that you just shut your brain off and you're like oh look he can teleport and he's mad about it yeah cool. I, I know but Aiden Christensen but Samuel L. Jackson but Samuel L. Jackson was in Star Wars and he was terrible in that too to be fair before you guys in the comments start getting all mad at me I love Samuel L. Jackson but just because Samuel L. Jackson is in a movie doesn't mean he's good in the movie aka Star Wars The Spirit um he's not perfect but getting back to the cage don't see outcast people yeah sorry let's let's scoot it back to our ballpark our Circle of enjoyment most with Cage, where a lot of people kind of get their idea of Cage is obviously from this movie. If you can't guess what it is by now, I'll give you a hint. It has to do with bees. Oh, the Wicker Okay, so it is the Wicker Man. I was afraid that you were going to say, like, something else, but okay. Oh, no. Here we go. When in doubt, we talk Wicker Man. Yeah, look, I just... All right, what's everybody's favorite scene in The Wicker Man? The bear. The bear. Yes, okay, the, bear. Cool. the bear. I love, I love the sucker punch to uh, whoever. It's other than uh, his fight with Sister Beach or the how did it, how did the how did the doll get burned? The sucker punch is just a movie history great moment. 
I think top five for me is bear punching in that he's dressed as a bear and he punches somebody. Um, how to get burned, uh, not the bees. I actually put how to get burned over not the bees just because not the bees. Yeah, I feel like it's true. Yeah. played a little bit. Um, not the bees is actually not in the original cut. Yeah, yeah that's in the, the underrated cut. You have to watch is, the director's cut for that. Yeah. Which, there's not much different in that cut. No, yeah, not. I think you pretty much just get the, the bees scene, but it's great because he's screaming, oh, they're in my eyes, but his eyes are sh- squeezed closed, and the CGI <laughs> bees are nowhere near his eyes at any time. Yeah. <laughs> it's... Wicker Man is just it. It is like the room in that it's just an experience to watch it. Going, what is this movie? It's, it's have either so of you good. have either of you seen the original one with? I think it's Michael Caine. Uh, no. Yeah, it is Michael Caine, and no, I have not. At some point, I would like to get around to watching a good version of Wicker Man. So I do want to see that because they took the original Wicker Man is about. Um, like how religious zealousy can like lead you down a dark path. Like being they a fan just, of Nicolas Cage. And they threw all of that away for, Oh, and the, the whole original Wicked Man was a horror movie because there's this religious subtext of like, this could happen like in your church. And then they threw all of that subtext away to be like, women are superior. And also here are some bees to like, be a weird metaphor potentially for a thing. And then you just, they just let Nicolas Cage loose on this movie. That is a horrendous remake of what I think is highly regarded as a classic film. Oh yeah. The originals very much held in high regard. Wicker man has held 2006 is Wicker man is held in a much different regard, but I enjoy it so much. There's a lot of those Nick Cage performances that, on paper, I should hate because they're dumb. But Wicker Man, I thoroughly enjoy. Uh, Drive Angry, on paper, I should hate. But boy, I love that movie. So, Drive Angry, I remember our first experience with that was Josh and I were going to do a Five Good Things on it because we're just like, it's Nick Cage, it's Amber Heard, it's straight to DVD and made like $12 million in the theater where it probably sucks. So let's run it from family video and do a five good things. That movie's so much fun. Yeah, that was, that was probably my favorite movie that I watched yesterday. <clears throat> so like drive angry is freaking wild because it, it starts with just this Nicholas cage shooting a bunch of guys. And then all of a sudden it's like, Hey, the devil's involved. And so was it like a cult and, there's this chick who gets thrown into it. It's just, it's, and she happens to be related to his daughter. Blah, blah, blah. It was, it was just wild. <laughs> the girl, Amber Heard, wasn't related to his daughter at all. No, she, she, she was, was just gave, a waitress. He, yeah, she just happened to be around, and then he, Nicholas Cage, gave his granddaughter to Amber Heard to take care of the granddaughter. No, 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 no that's right. I knew that, like, there was some kind of relative of his involved. I can remember. I yeah, his him. his daughter got involved in the cult because he had been killed when she yeah. was sixteen. Yes, that's what it was. 
Okay, so I was going to have, I did have questions for you guys about this movie, but Josh doesn't seem to remember it, so maybe I'll hold on to him. <laughs> what, what is it? No, I, I haven't so, seen it in a while, I may go back and watch the, it this week, but... So the cult is, this is the leader is a devil worshiper or whatever, yeah. but he's, sacrifi- he's sacrificing newborns or infants or whatever on a, under a full moon at midnight, and... The guy, I can't think of what his real name is, but in the movie, he's the accountant, and he, I think he's just a grim reaper, basically. Yeah. But he said that, he said that the devil doesn't like that. And so I was like, so the cult leader doesn't know that Satan hates it, but he's still doing it. But now the devil is going to do the thing that the cult leader wants because he's angry about the child sacrifices, and I'm I was confused. It's been a while since I've seen it, but I wasn't. Um, what's his name? The one that's doing the sacrifice, like trying to become the new Satan or something ridiculous yeah. like that. No, he, he, I thought he was just trying to bring hell to earth. No, nah, he's trying to get the. He's trying to get powers from it. Okay. Yeah. So if you wanted to bring it, hell to Earth, just show him the rest of Nicolas Cage's resume. Uh, or left behind. No, come on. The the Rock is really good, and I'm going to talk about that in a little bit. Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but Drive Angry, a lot of the cinematography <laughs> and the action scenes kind of remind me of another Nicolas Cage movie that we alluded to earlier, but not Ghost Rider, but Spirit of Vengeance, which is just <laughs> awful, which we also did five good things on for our Nicolas Cage month. However... There's one standout scene, and that is Nicolas Cage wielding a flaming um, dig device from a construction site. Oh, yeah, the the big excavator. Yeah. Yeah. So in the scene, Nicolas Cage's Ghost Rider uses this big, like, dirt scooper excavator thing and turns it into a flaming chainsaw. Yeah. It should have done Wonderful. that kind of stuff more. Yeah. Um, so I watched this movie. I started I started Spirit of Vengeance last night at like two o'clock in the morning because I was like, I gotta I gotta get through it because I know I'm not gonna want to do it tomorrow. So I was like, I gotta I am sit here, I'm gonna do it. I watched both Ghost Rider movies back to back. Oh Lord Why? Because I hate myself. <laughs> <laughs> um and honestly, I had forgotten how much I do actually enjoy the first one because it's it's a fun ride and Sam Elliott's in it being his mentor. And it's like pretty good. It's not, but like it's a good time. Yeah. <laughs> and, then I watched, and then I watched Spirit of Vengeance and I was like, oh, no, he's a cartoon. So yes. much went wrong with Spirit the, of Vengeance. Uh, and the, the, yes. Ghost Rider, the Ghost Rider design. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Somehow they got Heimdall and Thor, Idris Elba, to be in Spirit of Vengeance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So many questions. Many questions. Uh, oh no no no! The uh, the um, they also got a uh, uh, Highlander guy whose name I can't think of. All of a sudden, he's oh, in yeah. that movie too. Jeez. Well, I mean, he's, the, lead, he's the leader of like the super religious guys who's going to kill the kid. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. But uh, to be fair, he hasn't been in anything. So he's probably just work, looking for work. Yeah, he was like, I got a, I got a mortgage payment to do. He's pulling the, uh, the Michael Caine from Jaws 4. 
<laughs> I mean, yeah. meanwhile, meanwhile, he's uh, he's going to be the new uh, Wicker Man, not Wicker Man, uh, Witcher. Hey. No, that's Henry Cavill. <laughs> Christopher Lambert was Beowulf, which is essentially uh, so, Geralt, though. I'm, I'm, no, no, okay, so here's the thing. I, Nathan knows why I'm saying what I'm saying, because the, the, look, the look of the Witcher is literally the exact same as, as uh, Raiden from the Mortal Kombat. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Anyway, back to Nathan. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, All you right. touched, we'll do one more good and one more bad. And I think we talked about, we touched briefly on either one. Um, for the good, let's do The Rock, because you brought that up yeah. earlier. So I actually haven't seen The Rock. What, dude? Oh my God. Um, so you got Nicholas. Nicholas Cage is a hostage situation negotiator for like the FBI or something. Sean Connery is sort of, kind of, but not really reprising his role as uh, James Bond, who had escaped from Alcatraz. And then Ed Harris is a former military guy who has kidnapped a bunch of people and is holding them on Alcatraz Island and is trying to get money by holding the city of L.A. hostage with missiles. But also... That are... Ed dangerous isn't necessarily a villain in the movie. He actually has pretty good reasons for wanting the money. Yeah. Also, I just remembered Nick Cage is a is a chemical weapons specialist, not a negotiator, because he knows how the the weird chemical agents in the bomb works. So hmm. scratch that. Yeah, I wouldn't want Nicholas Cage as a negotiator either. No. I mean I would. Look, Josh, find the rock, watch the rock, you'll love it. I mean, he's making Jumanji, so. Sean Connery's walking around being awesome uh, probably five years before uh, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, so he's still, like, okay with being in movies. (laughs) He's, uh, it's it's a good, it's a good time. You should check out The Rock. Clearly, we choose to focus on bad Cage over good Cage, which is probably pretty sad. Uh But when it comes to bad Cage. Can we talk about... Can we talk about Left Behind for at That's least a couple of minutes? Because I'm now. really the bad at YouTube. Bad Cage. For me personally, the worst Nicolas Cage movie I've ever seen by far is No Fault of the Man himself. He's actually the best thing about this, but by far the worst Nicolas Cage movie I've ever seen is Left Behind. Yes. He's actually like laying down some of the best acting I've ever seen from him. But I can't tell if that's because everyone else around him is absolute trash or if he's actually acting good. You mean uh, Jordan Sparks, the little person, and uh, Chad Michael Murray? Yep. Yep. <laughs> Guys, I'm so oh. mad at you two don't for forget. making me watch this movie. Don't forget about the guy from The Blind Side. Yeah, he's in it too. The guy from The Blind Side? Yeah. The, Which one? The main dude. You he's mean the Chad Michael Murray, who I already mentioned? The Chad plays, Michael Murray uh, is not in The Blind Side. No, but he isn't left behind. Yeah, the guy from The Blind Side isn't left behind as well. Oh yeah, yeah, okay. The the big black guy. Yeah, he's on the plane. I think he okay. disappears. Yeah, because he well, okay. So 
for anybody who doesn't know, Left Behind is ba- is a movie based on a series of books that were written by Christian authors that's about the rapture and the end of times uh, according to the Bible. But there's no biblical aspects movie. to New yeah, Left there's Behind. No, there's, very, there's so little of the biblical things or even just stuff from the book in this movie. And I'm mad at you. I'm so mad at you two for making me watch this movie. You're welcome. So first of all, uh, the whole subplot of uh, Ray Steele, which is Nicolas Cage's character, who is actually an airline pilot. That's that was real. There was no subplot of him having an affair, trying to have an affair with his wife. What? Yeah, there is. No. Uh, is there? Yes, with yeah. the flight attendant. No, no, in the movie. In the movie, there is. In the books, there's not. Oh, oh okay, okay. So they made up this entire subplot where in the uh, books, he's just like, are you yeah, sure? it's just another day. I have to go and do a flight. Are you sure? Because in the original Left Behind movie with Kirk Cameron, the pilot's having an affair there, too. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. Do I not remember these books very well anymore? I guess I mean, not. To be fair, there's 12 books and that could there's be. 40 in the Look, kids I series. have Okay, so I've lost one thing. I have so many more problems with this. Okay, that's fair. Nicholas Cage is so bored in this movie. I looked at him and I was like, he could just have his lines anywhere in this cockpit and just be reading them. Yeah. Yep. They land. Okay. And. The whole thing where he's flying, he, Nicholas Cage shouldn't have been in that plane the entire time. The the him being in the plane is like maybe the first four or five chapters of the book. I think it's not an entire thing where like they're gonna die, from what I can remember. Yeah, but then if you take them out of the plane, you have to talk about the rapture, and they didn't want to do that. So. Or you know, tried literally a plethora of any other post-apocalyptic storytelling but they, devices that but you they can do. But they do talk about it because there's the British girl that's on the plane who's like, I know what's happening. And then she lays the whole thing out. And then Jordan Sparks freaks out because her football player husband, she thinks stole her daughter. And then there, she has a gun from the air marshal who was sitting next to the little person who was just angry at everyone for no reason. Which that description alone just makes me go, what the heck? But yeah, being someone that's seen the movie, I, I follow what you're saying, but yeah, it's the most confusing movie. Um, the cover of the post of the DVD and the poster looks like all the actors are photoshopped in separate locations and brought together, including... It Nicholas also Cage's makes it look hair. like it's going to be a much more action-oriented movie than it is. Yeah. Because of the books... Yeah. If you've read the books, there is always some problem happening. And in this movie, it's just like, okay, well, I'm in a plane and we're running out of fuel and we got to land somewhere. And then there's drama around that. And Are you sure? what? Are you sure? Because, uh, you know, I'm just calling into question your, your memories of the book now. <laughs> no, I, I just. <laughs> got him. Since, Guys, since Josh never needs to be fact-checked on this show. I'm so mad at you. <laughs> and but then also, the ending, the ending where they're baiting so hard for a sequel that they know that they're not going to get when the daughter is just like, uh, 
the news guy is just like, it looks like the end of the world. And then his daughter is just like, no, it's just the beginning. And it's just like, why are you baiting for a sequel to this movie that you know you're never going to get? Well, Nate, Nate, no. So, the reason they were baiting you for the sequel is because they were anticipating one and actually there were plans for it. But then, you know, the movie happened and it didn't. It made like $8,000 maybe. Well, if it did make $8,000, I probably contributed about 16 of that because I paid for myself and the person I was going with because I saw this in theaters. Oh, Josh. Oh, I'm Josh, so no. Sorry. No, it wasn't so Josh. Sorry, buddy. Well, no, are you kidding me? I don't get back to I'm talking. I'm talking to Josh directly because I know a person who directly, like, almost helped this movie get a sequel. Oh, jeez. I I went to see this because with Nicolas Cage and Left Behind being the combination that it was, um, I knew it was either going to be horrendous, in which case it's going to be a lot of fun, or it's going to be good, and that's fun too. It was a win-win. It was bad. It was okay, a but I would I would argue that this is a horrendous movie that I don't I actually don't think that this is this is too okay, so there's bad <laughs> movies, there's bad movies that are fun, and then there are bad movies that are so bad that like there is nothing to be found in it. Like Crimes And I think that this is like way out into that third bad category. Meh. I, I think it's uh, up there because I think um, I think Nicolas Cage's acting his ass off. Yeah, That's he's me. trying his best. Man. I mean, sure, but I don't I don't know that he is. I think he's giving a decent enough performance, and everybody else around him is either under or overacting so hard that you're just like, oh, look, a person. Yeah, fair. Which is is not normally the case as Nicolas Cage, as we've seen today, is like one of the most over the top often most entertaining actors, and I think at this point in his career, he's fully aware of his own stereotype and kind of plays into it because, to me, Nicolas Cage is a lot like The Room in that he gets a reaction. For better or for worse, he gets a reaction, and that's kind of what people gravitate towards with his movies, and that's kind of why I appreciate him as an actor because he's just there to make people happy, to have some enjoyment, whether that's as a serious movie or just having fun as long as he's entertaining himself i'm having fun with nicholas cage performance yeah, yeah. which is so, why uh, yeah i just i hated everything about left behind <laughs> um if you want a good time uh so i did go and look up the information for that elijah wood and nicholas cage movie it's called the the, the trust yes um so okay it, and it's very good uh, you should watch it. Also, there's one... I'm trying to remember the name of it. It's basically a reverse cooties. So, like, if you... Okay, I should explain that. If For those who don't know what cooties is, that's uh, a movie about a bunch of kids that, like, a zombie virus breaks out at a middle school and it only affects children. <laughs> so you have a movie of adults punching the crap out of children. It's pretty great. Um, that's but, incredible. It's a it's a lot of fun. Um, it's terrible, but it's a lot of fun. Um, 
but they I can't remember the name of it to save my life. It's the probably the story of Josh today. But uh it's a movie where like it's the same kind of concept except the virus only affects adults. Or like I think it says it only affects people that have gone through puberty. So oh. you have yeah, so you have all these kids that are trying to hide from their psycho parents. Like legitimately psycho, like trying to kill them. It is and Nicolas Cage is hilarious in this movie. And not because I mean he's saying funny things, but he's being psycho um psycho Nicolas Cage and the things are have letting him say are is just hilarious. It's very much like, yeah, no, this is this is exactly what he's supposed to be saying. He's not just uh overacting. That's amazing. It's great. He sings. Uh, he screams a, a rendition of the Hokey Pokey. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! Well, before we take this one home, anybody have any last-minute thoughts on the cage? Uh, go watch Gone in sixty seconds. It's a fun heist movie, and you get the first appearance of Christopher Eccleston, who gave a weird performance in Thor two. Very yeah. simple. Josh. Very Um. Literally, in if you put Nicolas Cage in your movie, I'm gonna see it. Like, yeah, regardless. same. Yeah, yeah I'm, pro- I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna find it eventually. I, I, he's just way too entertaining to me for me to not watch anything with him in it. I completely agree. Well, there's always stuff to discuss when it comes to Nicolas Cage, so we thought we'd highlight some of the best and the worst today. What do you guys think about Nicolas Cage? Let us know in the comments below. And if you like what you see and want to see more, subscribe to whatever audio listening device you're listening to this on, whether that be iTunes, Google Play, or YouTube. And as always, if you like what you see and want to see more, also check us out on YouTube more than anything else because that's primarily where everything goes for Uncharted Media. But stay sharp, movie guys and gals. Till next time.